0: Welcome to the Aligned Hygienist Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin, and I'm on a mission to help busy dental professionals like you feel better in your body, mind, and energy so you can start to thrive in and out of the op. Whether you want to alleviate or prevent chronic pain and stress, you want to learn how you can optimize your health and your career, or you just want to be reminded that you're not alone on this crazy ride, you've landed in the right place. Alright, it's time to get started, so sit back, take a deep breath, and let's dive. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode on the Aligned Hygienist podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin, here for your regular Wellness Wednesday tips. Today, I want to drop in and share a few reminders um, and steps a little bit for ergonomics. I know there are a lot of dental professionals that are listening, whether you're a student, a new grad, or you've been practicing for a really long time that are struggling, are struggling not only with ergonomics, but more so feeling good, body, mind, and energy. And there are a lot of people, which I'm so grateful for, talking about ergonomics. But I talk about this all the time. It's way more than just our ergonomics in order to feel good. It's the things that we are doing in the operatory Ergonomics wise, but also not ergonomics wise. Are we stretching? How are we managing our stress? How are we standing? How are we sitting? How are we moving in general? And then what are we doing outside of the op to take care of our body, to recover from our work days, and to bring our body and our mind back into balance so we can feel good long term? So, with that all being said, I do want to talk a little bit about ergonomics. And a few, I wanted to share like a few tips for you if you are especially more so on the early side of figuring out your ergonomics or wanting to optimize your ergonomics, because it can be really overwhelming. There are a lot of things to think about depending on what you learned or how much you learned in school, um, how recent you were in school, all of that stuff. And every school, every educational um, continuing education course you will take, they'll likely be a little bit different. So I'm not going to necessarily go into crazy specifics today, but more so a broader outline and reminders for you. So the first step for your ergonomics is making sure that you are set up properly in your operatory. So what does that mean? That means that your body, you are able to either sit or stand in neutral posture. And for a lot of you, you're like, okay, well, how do I do that? And what does that look like? Um, it We tend to really overcomplicate things. My low back hurts because I'm rounding or I'm doing this. When a lot of the issues that we experience in the operatory or pain wise is often because we are not in neutral posture as we work and we're not setting ourselves up for that appropriately. So we're going into weird positions. So the first step is, do you know what neutral posture is? Neutral posture when again, you're standing or you're sitting, it doesn't matter. Neutral posture is super important. Neutral posture allows our body to work efficiently work effectively to use less energy because we are in alignment and our body is functioning the way that we are meant to and so it sounds so simple and I think a lot of us skip over this but understand neutral posture understand how to find it in and out of the operatory And what practices are you doing that helps you either achieve neutral posture or maintain neutral posture? And so in order to, for most dental professionals, in order to achieve neutral posture, again, you have to know what that is. But sometimes it's making sure that your room is set up appropriately, making sure you're in the right chair making sure your patient is set up appropriately so that you can maintain neutral posture. I'll just run through neutral posture. I talk about it all the time, but ears are aligned over the shoulders. Your shoulders are down and back. Ideally, if you're using your arms, which most of us are, our arms are bent at a 90-ish degree angle, maybe a little bit less and our elbows are in towards the sides of our body our wrist is neutral our spine is long and even on both sides our hips are even on the chair and our hips are in neutral not um, over rounding or overarching the low back and then your legs are are there most people kind of forget about our legs but our I like to imagine that the hips, knees, and feet are in alignment. So everyone's going to be a little bit different depending off your standing or what chair that you're sitting in. But if you're in a chair that maybe you have a wider stance where your knees go out wider, making sure that you're... Your big toes, second big toes are tracking in the same direction as your knees and your hips. So that doesn't necessarily mean that they are parallel. In fact, for a lot of us, they'll be a little bit wider. Heels will probably be in, toes out. But just making sure that your feet are evenly pressing down onto the floor and that they are um, balanced in weight, one in the other. Um Neutral posture is the most important thing, one of the most basic things that we can do. And again, a lot of people skip over this and we try and make the, you know, change how the patient is set up and um, do all of these things in our operatory when number one is neutral posture. How can I achieve it? How can I maintain it? How can I sustain it? So making sure, again, goes along with this, make sure that your patient is set up and or making sure that your patient, you're able to move your patient for you to maintain neutral posture. Because our patient is there for 45 minutes to an hour for hygienists typically, and we are there eight hours a day, if not more or less, of course, if you're working less hours. But make sure that you understand what your neutral posture is how you can achieve that in your operatory, and that your patient, you're setting your patient up or bringing them back in a way that allows you to achieve that and sustain that neutral posture. Okay, that's like the first piece. Second piece is look at your operatory. All of us have different operatories. A lot of us don't have the... Um, the ability to change the operatories, right? We don't have just hundreds of thousands of dollars to do repairs and get updated things and all of that. But there are some really simple tools that we can do to set ourselves up and set the room up appropriately. So make sure again that the, your chair works for you and your body and don't be afraid to ask get support with this or to invest in yourself to get a good chair i think that's one of the most important things that we can do is make sure that if we are sitting however many hours a day that we have a chair that works for our body and allows us to feel comfortable long term Um, huge shout out to crown seating i love their saddle stools um, but there are some other really great companies for saddle stools if you are interested Um, but In addition to your chair and setting that up, make sure the patient chair is set up appropriately. And I don't necessarily even just mean that, you know, you're putting the patient back to a certain amount or any of that. I remember when I first started practicing at my main office that I was at the last eight or nine years that I was practicing, I remember when I first walked in to a right-handed operatory as a left-handed clinician and was squeezing my way into the operatory and, and wasn't allowing myself to be, it wasn't allowing me to be in a, at a 12 o'clock position. So I avoided it. And that's actually what created a lot of my, or continued to be a part of all of my bad habits that I created. Oh my gosh, I'm here in San Diego and we are getting blasted with rain, which I love to see. I don't know if you can hear it outside, but for those uh, Southern California people that don't get rain a lot, I bet you're happy too. Okay, hopefully it's not too loud. But what I mean with the patient chair is that a lot of them can either be moved, maybe you need support to do that, but do you need more space? Or they can be like just turned so that this is what I did. I didn't have to do anything except turn the chair at an angle so that I could reach a 12 o'clock position. And it took me months to figure that out that, oh, wait, I actually don't even need to ask for permission, but I did. And it was as easy as that. So make sure your room is set up for you. And in addition to that, not just the patient chair, not just your chair, where is the equipment? Do you, can you bring anything closer to you, even your foot pedals? So you're not extending your leg and trying to reach as far as you can and, Putting additional pressure and un, uneven, balanced in balance into your body, um, bringing, making sure that again your um, your whatever your tray table is, your instruments are handy, your handpiece, so that you're not maybe this is possible. You don't have to reach all the way across the body of the patient to get what you need. Or you don't have to get up every time you need an extra instrument or you don't have to twist your body awkwardly in order to, you know, reach and type in your probe depths. So is there a way that you can set up your operatory that allows you, even if it's, okay, I can't set up everything because my patient's going to trip over the, chords when they walk in. But once that patient sits down, maybe you're taking their blood pressure. Can you now move your instruments in so they're close to you so that you can just practice again in flow without having to bring your body into these awkward positions to get what you need? Equipment, tools, instruments, um, um, extra instruments, all of that. So make sure your room is set up appropriately for you. And then the last piece, which a lot of us focus on the the new shiny objects that there are uh, for ergonomics. And I put a lot of value in a lot of these tools, the technology that is out there um, that supports our ergonomics. However, make sure that you're not jumping to... I, I Okay, here's what I want to say. I have a lot of people that come to me uh, for instance, complaining of wrist pain. And their first reaction to having wrist pain is, I'm trying to get my doctor, this is an example, trying to get my doctor to buy me a cordless handpiece. And sure, maybe you need a cordless handpiece. Maybe that is the solution, because we're all different. We all have different needs. We all have different stuff going on. What you know, We're all different. I'm not in your operatory every day. However, this hygienist that I'm actually thinking of like was almost trying was trying to get her doctor to buy her cordless handpiece got a cordless handpiece and then realized that she was still in pain because a lot of it was due to her positioning of her wrist when she was instrumenting so again first piece is you and your body how can you find understand implement maintain neutral posture And what do you have to do in your operatory to maintain it? Your patient positioning, your positioning. Um, There are so many. I have a lot of resources and education around what that looks like. So if you need additional support, don't hesitate to reach out or go on my website. Um, But make sure that's a number one priority. Because again, if we're looking at all the fancy equipment, but not looking at the way that we are using our body, we're missing a big piece. And then number two is making sure your workspace is set up for you and, to, and for you to maintain good posture. For a while, again, I was in that janky, opera- it wasn't actually a janky operatory, but it was janky for me because I was a left-handed practitioner in a right-handed room and didn't know I could move it. And then once I realized I could move the chair, I realized that now the keyboard and the mouse was too far away. So entering my probe depths, I had to do a weird lean and reach and all I had to do was swivel something and move it closer to me and that if you think about it if I had to even slightly lean and reach to type in probe depths how many times I'm doing that a day how many and obviously we're using the mouse and the computer probably for more than just probe depths but that's an example how many times a week how many times a month how many times a year, how many times in my career was I then leaning and bending and reaching? It's really, really powerful. Actually, a few hygienists in my my recent 12-week group program for dental hygienists called the Aligned Hygienist, um, a couple of them made really, really minor adjustments of bringing their suctions uh, and hand pieces closer to them. And they couldn't believe how big of a difference it made, even in just the ease of their appointment and the the fluidity of which of of their appointment, because they weren't having to reach awkwardly over their patients. But then they realized they were reducing some of their risk factors and their pain level was going down by one simple thing. So number one, you, your body, make sure we got it. Number two, your operatory, your setup, make sure you can maintain it. Number three, how can you optimize it? How can you optimize your your career, your health by adding in different tools and equipment that might make you feel better? And I don't none of this is to say that if you have or if you are interested in investing in tools and equipment that you need to be, you know, you have to go through number one and number two first. Sure, no we all again we're all different bodies we all have different needs we all know our own to some extent so this is just a guideline make sure that you are taking care of you and not just looking at the outside things to take care of your problems okay i hope this resonated if it did if you have questions, don't hesitate to reach out. I love talking to you. I love connecting with you guys. But these Wellness Wednesdays are just an opportunity for us to talk about something in in the body, in ergonomics or anything like that. Um, they're meant to be short and sweet and just little tangible tips. I thought that having these Wellness Wednesdays be a little shorter. Maybe you can incorporate them on your walk or your lunch break or Whatever on your drive to work, even and then the longer ones can be with guests the other time a week, can be an opportunity to to dive in, to learn a little bit more. So hopefully this helps, hopefully this resonates. If you're listening and it does, or you got like one glimpse of support, I would love to hear from you if you Don't mind taking a moment to rate and review the podcast. That means so much. We need some reviews because... We're new and I want to help more people. So the more reviews that we have, it's just easier for people to either decide if they want to jump on board or not. So if you could take a moment, go rate and review the podcast, either Apple or Spotify. That would make me so happy. And we're doing a giveaway this month. So if you enter a review, you will be entered to win a gift card. So Go rate and review. And then if this lands, send me a message. Email me. I'm at hello at com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at The Aligned Hygienist. I'm tuning off for now. I love you all. I hope you're well, and I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode on the Aligned Hygienist podcast. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And if you did, don't forget to go rate and review the podcast. I would be so grateful. You can join the community of like minded dental professionals on Instagram at The Aligned Hygienist, or you can learn more about how I can support you, your health, your career, and your team at TheAlignedHygienist.com. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope you have an amazing rest of your day.